You're listening to the Storyteller Series from The Salvation Army. For more information or to share your questions and comments, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. The Book of Luke, Chapter 2 In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, 
and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival, according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they couldn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. One of the things I appreciate about Luke's uh, rendition of the gospel story is how personal he makes everything. Mm. I mean, he starts with these two beautiful yeah. stories, um, you know, of Zach- Zechariah and then um, and his wife. What's her name? Elizabeth. Thank you, Zechariah yeah. and Elizabeth, yeah. and of course Mary uh, receiving. But then in chapter two, you like we just start to hear or read at times when Mary is saying she stored it up in her heart. She stored it up in her heart. Um, and to me as a mother, I'm a young mother and I've got toddlers and I just know that feeling of when you smell that baby's head for the first time and you like sink it away in your heart or, Mm, um, the first time the baby grabs your finger and you sink it into your heart or when friends and neighbors come and say how beautiful you're, you know, all these things that you start to put in your heart and cherish just being a mom Mm. and the naturalness of falling in love with your child. But then that's magnified in Mary because she knows she's holding the Son of God in her hands and all the promises that she's received. Uh, And I just think it's such a personal look at the motherhood of Mary, especially in those early years with Jesus. Yeah, I think that's the thing that strikes me about it, what you're saying, and just how familiar an experience that is. And I love that Luke captures the humanity of his characters really well uh, in his book. He's of the three Gospels, he may be the most vivid writer Mm -hmm. uh, in the detail he includes. Um, This is one of my favorite verses uh, of the Advent season because I just see it so deeply human. But then another level, of course, she's also pondering uh, an angel's visit and 
so many other miraculous things at this mm -hmm. point. Uh, and that uh, would be something I would ponder as well. Well, then there's speaking of a human moment, then yeah. there's this moment yes. where, you know, not only do you lose your child, but you're yeah. actually out of town on a road trip. Right. 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 And you look to the left and the right, and all of a sudden your kid is gone. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it actually says her and Joseph were anxiously searching for Jesus. Like they're, mm -hmm. they're freaking out. And right. I, I don't know if you've ever lost your child, like in the Walmart, mm. but it, you have that moment where- Not that we're speaking from experience, of course. <laughs> of course not. Yeah. But you have that moment where you're just, yes. everything rushes through your head and your heart and your spirit and you just go to that worst case scenario place. Mm. And, you know, and finally, so they're anxiously searching for Jesus. They're freaking out. Right. You know, they're probably having the conversation, whatever the, you know, the version of was, do we, do we call, do we do a missing mm -hmm. persons report? What do we do? Mm -hmm. Do we call the police? Uh, you know, and then they find Jesus. And of course, he's there in the temple sitting with the adults, teaching them. And they're astonished at what he has to say. Mm. Right. But you know what he says to his mom? He's like, why are you searching for me? Didn't you know where I would be? Listen, <laughs> if my child, if I lost my child and I find them and they're yeah. acting like, well, why didn't you know where to find me? I, it would not have gone well. And I, <clears throat> I'm sure Mary was so much holier than me, clearly. Yeah. But Lesser I mean, among women. Right. But I mean, moms are moms. And I think when it comes back to why is it so significant that she began to treasure things in her heart? I think another way to say treasure it in my heart is I held on to this promise. Mm -hmm. I held on to this word that God gave to me. Mm -hmm. And in, in my own experience, I know that it's holding on to the promises that God has given to me, whether those are things that he's spoken by his spirit, through his scripture, through community, um, that I feel like are so personal and powerful in my life. Those are the things that sustain me in times where I'm like, what is happening right now? Mm -hmm. So like you got this woman who God gave her the Messiah and she lost him, <laughs> right? So I'm already freaking out, right? Because I messed up the plan of the creator of the universe here. Um, but then also when she gets there, Jesus does not act the way he should have acted, right? He does not act in an obedient, submissive way. And so that would have also been confusing. Um, as a mother, how do I handle that? She may have been shamed in front of all the rest of people in the room. And I'm like, is this what God meant for his plan? And I don't presume to know what Mary was thinking, but in my own life, I have had scenarios where I'm like, okay, God, I know I'm where you want me to be. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm doing the best I can with what you've told me, but this does not feel or look or sound like what I thought it would. Is this, are we still okay here? Mm -hmm. So holding on to promises is what sustains you because I just got to lean back on the last thing that I know that I know that I know right. that he told me. And so that's why treasuring things in our heart or holding on to promises or reminding ourselves of the words that God has given us um, is what really like leads the way home. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with a friend. You can subscribe to the Storyteller series on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, or your own favorite podcast store. For more information, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. God bless you and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.